What happens when your business and his career collide? Ooh, we're going there today. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with clients over the years trying to find more harmony at home when it feels like you're fighting to carve out time for your business and something always seems to happen to derail you. The kid gets sick, the cat needs to go to the vet, your neighbor falls over, your partner goes away on a work trip in the same week that you have a parents' evening, a dentist appointment for your kids, a birthday party to both buy a present for and attend, and you're doing it all with a raging cold. It's so easy to feel like your business is always the thing taking the hit. Or maybe your partner's career or business is just the sort that demands a ton of time and attention and you're left feeling like you need to be the one holding everything else but wondering where and how your business fits and could even thrive amidst all of this. I'm going to get real about what is required to find genuine balance at home today. You might not like all of my suggestions, my love, but suggest them I will (laughs) because what I know to be true is that there are often deep-rooted themes that play out and manifest in a lack of balance at home. But doing the sometimes stretchy things required to address them can unlock so much more. More harmony in the home, in your relationships, more easeful success in your business, a pervasive feeling of contentment, and modeling some important behaviors and values to our kids in the process. So when all that's up for grabs, I'd say worth it. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us. One in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle and sacrifice, ew. (laughs) And instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corrie Javid from CorrieJavid.com, lifestyle entrepreneur and mentor to mothers who were made for and desire more. Oh my goodness, I'm just in the highest of vibes today. I can't wait to talk about this topic with you, but I just had the best morning so far. I did a really beautiful grounding meditation. So where we've recently moved and things are a little bit up in the air, We're only here, obviously, temporarily until we go traveling, but also we just haven't quite got certain things in place. I don't have, oh my God, I don't have fully functioning broadband for my business yet. Um, So I'm having to go and conduct my calls from my parents' place. (laughs) You know, things just aren't quite fully settled. And so I've really been doing the energetic work to ground in and to start feeling more anchored because it's really easy through transitions to feel untethered. I did the most beautiful guided meditation this morning, just on the Insight Timer app. I don't know if you have that app. It's great. 
And then I followed it up and it was lovely. And I actually had a little cry during it. I think there was just some emotion that needed to be released. I felt so held by Mother Earth and the universe. Oh, it was scrummy. And then I went outside and took my socks off, even though, yes, it's February and very cold. And I put my feet on the grass because it's so good for literal grounding and energetic grounding. And I felt the sun on my face and the birds were chirping in the trees. And I just was like, ah, what is life? This is so beautiful. (laughs) So I'm in the high vibe. I've also got pasta dough that I've prepared to make fresh pasta with later. Life's good. I've got a really delicious drink. I mean, like, what more do we need? And actually, do you know what? One of the things that's really been helping me ground, and I just want to kind of mention this by way of expressing gratitude for, well, for, for, for you and, and also for my clients and some of you are my clients who are listening as well, is the familiarity of, so first and foremost, I was, you know, doing some gratitude and grounding in gratitude journaling actually after the meditation and things. And I'm just so grateful for the women that I work with and for the familiarity and the regularity and the consistency of our relationships and the calls that we have together and seeing them just support one another so incredibly. I just felt, yeah, just immense gratitude. And actually that made me feel really anchored and really grounded was just having that constant connection with these women. A lot of the women who I work with, I've worked with for a long time now, not everyone, um, but you know, everyone is special to me um, and every client relationship is special to me, but I'm just so grateful for that. And that's been a lovely, beautiful thing that has felt stable throughout all of this. And also recording this podcast. So I didn't actually take that big of a break to move. I think we just had one week when I didn't record. And again, just coming here and speaking with you and having this podcast community and the consistency of showing up and recording and connecting with you and sharing every week, week in, week out, it just felt really beautiful and really, again, anchoring. And so, yeah, just want to express my gratitude for that and appreciation for it. And, you know, go and love on the things in your life that give you that beautiful connection and joy on the regular. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Speaking of my clients, let's celebrate some of their wins, shall we? My God, my my clients are fucking kicking ass at the moment. I mean, always, but I'm just so proud of them. They're just, yeah, they're just, you know, what is the phrase? Kicking ass and taking names? I don't know. They're they're making money. (laughs) They're making money doing it whilst loving it, changing their clients' lives. That was one of my clients' celebrations. So in one of my particular masterminds, a lot of the ladies will come with three celebrations now to our calls, which I love. (laughs) I'm always here for all the celebrations. And so one of my clients, she had three celebrations and one of them was that a client had emailed her and just told her that she'd changed her life, entirely changed her life. And I was like, oh, so good so good. So yeah, let's celebrate the shit out of these women, shall we? Because we need to be celebrating each other as women and we all always benefit from the expansiveness that is the evidence of other women doing well, doing well on their terms. And that's how I define success now. It's not just the money, right? It's not just the results. It's how we're going about it. So one of my clients hit her goal of signing two brand new clients in January and the last one signed on the last day of the month, she was like, just rolled on in. Of course, of course she did. (laughs) So good. One client, her celebration was literally just that life is really good. Life is and business are really good. She's like, that's all I need to say. I was like, wow, well, that's the ultimate, isn't it? (laughs) And one of my clients was celebrating that she finished her course. So 
she is in a niche that I feel like she's sitting on an absolute gold mine. And one of the things I've been supporting her with is carving out time and space and bandwidth and all of the things to actually put together this course, which she's just finished, which I suspect is going to blow up and make her... <laughs> a ton of money. So this is very exciting. Two, not one, but two of my clients had 35k months in January. Oh yes, oh yeah. Uh, one invoiced for 15k this week already. And that was, well, yesterday she was celebrating that on Thursday. One of my clients had a download, a, like guidance, divine guidance, however you want to think about that, of an offer that she should release just one space in, I, I believe it was. She just listened to the nudge, put it out there that very same day and the next morning somebody had signed up. This is what happens, my love, when you've got your energy on point and when you are in tune so that you can hear that guidance coming in and you are able to take aligned action because you don't have a ton of fear weighing you down and in your way. Look how that happens. Oh my goodness, so good. See, kicking ass, kicking ass around here. Okay, um, well, actually, before we get into today's episode of your business versus his career, ooh, controversial, um, <laughs> then I should probably tell you that if you want to be a part of one of my masterminds, if you want to work with me this year, then now's not the time for dilly-dallying, my love. Head on over, scoot your butt on over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. Fill in an application. A lot of women tell me that when they answer these questions, they actually feel elevated just by tuning in and thinking about the answers and then writing their replies. So good. So you're welcome in advance. <laughs> uh, fill in your application. And if I feel like one of my mastermind containers, because I have a couple of different masterminds depending on where you're at and what you need, if I feel like either of them would be a good fit for you, then I will reach out and we can hop on a call and discuss the possibility of working together. And if not, like I've said before, I will always be honest with you and if I don't think that you're ready for it or it's the right thing for you or what you really need right now I will always tell you and I will always give you my advice on what I think you do need now so that you're heading in the right direction so head on over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate fill an application form even if you're thinking about working with me later this year I am forward booking spaces for the women who are ready if that's you go and do that okay so Today's episode is, I was going to say sponsored by, <laughs> it's not sponsored by, suggested by a listener, a lovely listener who actually is a previous client of mine. And also, side note, let's celebrate her. Her business has literally just popped. Big round of applause. So proud of her. But she sent me a DM on Instagram, like I encourage all of you to do if you want me to cover a topic, asking me to cover this theme of what happens when you feel like there's a conflict between your business and your partner's career and how can you find that balance at home. So I really thought that this was a great suggestion because I know it's not just her who is challenged by this right now. I have coached multiple clients through the home dynamic. I am not a relationship coach, obviously. <laughs> However, I am an expert in getting women what they want. <laughs> so I come at it from that angle. But often what we want isn't just to get what we want. It's we want to get what we want, but also have harmony at home at the same time. So it's not at all costs, right? And so 
whether or not your circumstances are exactly the same as this lady, I think so many of us can identify and resonate with that feeling of conflict at home between your priorities and your partners. I'm going to use his throughout and apologies. I know that's probably a bit traditional, archaic or whatever, but it would take more brain processing to switch between hers and his or or theirs or whatever. But I'm not making an assumption that your partner is male. I'm just, you know, putting that out there. So whomever you live with and share a home with and duties and responsibilities with and kids with, we're talking about that, <laughs> okay? So finding balance at home when everything feels like a priority and then nothing is. So let's get into setting the scene a little bit here. And one of the reasons actually, before we do that, one of the reasons why I'm keen to talk about this topic is because it's not just a straight one thing solves this. There's a, a few themes that I've observed at play that come up for women again and again and this is one of the manifestations of that often and so there's quite a few things that we can unpack here which is what makes it such a juicy episode so even if you don't feel that conflict at home right now it's definitely still worth a listen because there'll be insights there'll be aha moments things that you can gain from this and value that you can take away so Although I think that most of us who are in relationships and raising kids and trying to, you know, get our businesses to that next level and stay in partnership and stay in harmony in a relationship, you know, it, it takes some work and it takes some intentionality and it isn't always easy. Let's just be honest about that. So I've coached a number of clients, like I was saying, through similar scenarios such as this. The scenario being that you have a husband, partner, significant other, and you have kids together, and there is an assumption or a feeling, or maybe it was an actually active decision at some point, that your partner's career takes priority. It's the most important factor. And this can be tricky if somewhere along the line you've set up your business and you don't feel that your business is on equal footing and equal standing in the home. And as women in particular, I know that we are conditioned to put the needs and desires of others before our own. What can happen is we can end up with a bit of a perfect storm whereby we feel like there are legitimate reasons sometimes for the other half's career to need a significant amount of focus and attention and time away from the home, that type of thing. And yet we can find ourselves feeling like we're holding absolutely everything else. We are holding the homemaking, that upkeep of the home, just running of a family home. We are holding all of the admin and emotional load of having kids, you know, and there are both. And we can then find ourselves holding also a business. And it can feel differently than trying to hold a career because even though, you know, many of us who have had corporate careers will identify with, you know, that feeling of not being able to fully switch off or, you know, feeling stressed about it at home. It just is different having a business. When it is your business, I feel like it just requires a different kind of quality of bandwidth to hold it energetically than a traditional career. Now, obviously, it depends on the career. And it, all of this is going to be nuanced in different people's circumstances. But we're going to try as best we can to you know, just have a, a conversation about the common ground and common experience that we do have here often. So 
I don't probably need to describe this in more detail because I'm sure many of us, if not all of us, have been there at least in some way, shape or form at some point. And I definitely found earlier on in my business, it felt difficult to really prioritize my business and to say this is just as important. And here's the thing that I just want to address right at the outset. If your business is at a place where it isn't making the it isn't making the same amount of money as your partner it's very easy let's just name it let's just call it like it is it's very easy to feel that therefore it is less valid less worthy of time less legit somehow and less important that is bullshit my love <laughs> i'm just gonna, i'm just coming out swinging <laughs> that is bullshit and If we are going to find balance and harmony at home with one person having a potentially demanding career and one person having a business and making it successful and sustainably successful, then you're going to have to, regardless of wherever your business is at right now, you're going to have to see it as important and as important as your partner's career. Now that can be difficult if that hasn't felt true in the past or if you guys had a conversation where you decided at some point to prioritize his career or whatever, you know, you might need to have a reset conversation, but you're going to need to reset yourself first. We're going to get into some of those things, but maybe your, maybe your business is making just as much or even more, but there's still a feeling of tussle between you and your business and, and his career. And this can happen because let's just be frank, if we are both going at careers, businesses, jobs, whatever, but we both have something outside of just home responsibilities, it does put, if we're not coming at it with intention, which we're going to talk about how to do that today, and we actually have an opportunity here to come at it very differently, well, we'll get into it, but if we're coming at it with it from a traditional expectation that time is the thing and that hours in equals money out the back end, having two of you and family and a home, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. And I don't think we should try to pretend that it isn't. So I think we should just kind of start there and also just look at have you been deprioritizing your business because you think it is somehow lesser, however that shows up for you. If so, that's going to be one of the first things that you need to address before you're going to be able to find balance. Because actually, balance isn't going to come down to, and we're going to get into why this is, it isn't going to come down to the neat division of time. It might come down to some division of certain labors, sure, but it's actually balances a feeling. So this is the same when I'm coaching clients through actually just shifting and changing up their schedule to create spaciousness and, you know, to create more time for themselves, all of these kind of things. I'm always saying that balance is not time blocking. Balance is not productivity. Balance is not neatly dividing up your time. Balance is a feeling. And often when it comes to conflict between our business and the other half's career, the balance might play out in duties, roles, responsibilities, and hours put into various different things. But actually, really what's at the core of it is the feeling and a feeling of often be us being lesser and by extension our business being lesser so we need to just be frank about that and say okay this is an important place to start so 
I would recommend if you're finding that you're in a situation where you have this kind of tussle, this kind of power struggle or, you know, conflict at home between, you know, the priorities and needs of your business, or if you feel like it's not creating actually conflict necessarily, but you're feeling put out or you're feeling like, how am I going to make a success of this? If it just keeps, it's always me that's holding everything else and my business is always the thing being deprioritized. The first thing you're going to, well, there's a, there's a few places to start, but one of the really important foundational things is getting clear on your why, why this business is important to you. If you don't have that locked in, it's going to make it nigh on impossible to carve out time, resource, bandwidth, you know, investment, whatever is needed to take your business to the next level. It's also going to make it really difficult to have conversations that you might need to have to put boundaries in place. Some of these things are stretchy, you know, investing in, say, for example, a lot of my clients are at the stage where they need to be investing in an OBM, somebody who can really take the reins of the business and hold the business and see the overview of the entire business so that it's not just them anymore. But doing something like that, which can actually create more harmony than in the home if you're not holding so much on your own in your head taking those kinds of actions, doing these kinds of things is stretchy. If you have a very compelling why, you know exactly what the success of your business looks like, what it means to you, why it's important to you, your family, and any other ripple effect that you're looking to create with it, then it is going to be worth it. But if you don't have that why locked in, it's going to feel impossible to make the ask, to make the investment, to hold the boundary. It's going to feel really tricky. So get really clear on your why. Backing that up then before you do anything else, I would suggest really working on your own sense of worthiness. So this comes up with, I would say 99% of my clients. I wish it weren't true that we've been so programmed to believe that we are not enough, that we don't just deserve to have what we desire, that we are somehow less worthy of time, investment, love, prioritization, whatever, you name it. Um, But it is unfortunately the case that this has been drummed into us. It's not inherent, you know, babies aren't born believing that, but we have been programmed this way. And so I spend, you know, significant amount of time that I spend in my business helping clients to build up and boost that sense of worthiness so that everything becomes easier. (laughs) Everything, oh my goodness, everything becomes easier. But I would say that you're going to find it very difficult to strike a balance at home between your business and whatever your partner is up to. Maybe he has his own business or whatever. If you are having feelings of unworthiness, it makes it really tricky because it means that it's too easy for us to default to, I'll just take the hit. I'll just be the one to do this thing. I just won't make a fuss. I won't put somebody out. I won't blah, 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 blah. So being clear on your why and working on your worthiness, these two things are the foundations to creating balance at home. And so it has to start with us. It has to start within. It's easy to look at your partner and feel all resentful and irritated. (laughs) We all know it, right? It's easy to and feel like they're the problem, their career or the amount of time they're spending away from home or whatever it might be, whatever your gripes might be. And those things may well be valid. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not gaslighting those feelings. Do not misunderstand me. And the truth is that if you're not working on yourself first, then doing anything about it is going to be very, very difficult. So those are the first two steps. Absolutely. Do not pass go without doing them. Something that I just want to quickly mention, 
because I've seen this happen. This tends to happen more for women who are starting out in business and it tends to be the thing that undoes them and either keeps the business at the starting blocks or really stops it from popping and really getting somewhere. Um, But I also see that sometimes women do get kind of through that hurdle or over that hurdle, I should say, but then this creeps into other, this just kind of becomes a way of working. What I'm talking about is stuffing your business into all the cracks so that you're left with no space. It is far too tempting to use all of nap time and every evening and to basically bend over backwards to shoehorn a business into your life. And that, my love, is not sustainable. We need to be honest about that. That is not sustainable. Now, Like I said, I do see this happen often with more beginning businesses. However, I have a lot of women come to me who have created a significant amount of success already in their businesses. Maybe they're making consistent 5K, 10K months, whatever. But they are still working in such a way that they are trying to not carve out sort of intentional time. Now, I'm not saying your business needs a ton of time. We're going to get into that as a conversation. But stuffing it into a little pocket here, a little crack there, it's really, really difficult, partly because of the context switching. So context switching is when you switch from one activity to another. It makes it really hard for us to be present, so truly present with our kids when we want to be with our kids, truly present with our business when we want to be present with our business because we're gear shifting all the time. And there's that delay every time we do it to get back in the zone of what is the thing. So it's inefficient, it puts extra load on us, it leads to overwhelm and it leads to burnout. So if that's been how you've been operating or or your business is otherwise just leaking all over life, then it's definitely somewhere to, to look. To me, that is a clue that you are potentially, it can feel that, this might be provoking because it can feel like, well, this just is our reality, this just are our circumstances and so this is the only time available to me. And okay, maybe in some situations that is true, But more than nine times out of 10, when I speak to women who are finding themselves in the scenario of of business kind of leaking into everything and then just squeezing things out so that they don't have any time for themselves, they don't have any time to exercise or take a bath or just be or just read a book or whatever, more often than not, it comes down to a worthiness thing. So that's just a little bit of a kind of it's like one of those like triangle with an exclamation mark sign. (laughs) It's like, look out for that. Be wary of that. So another aspect that I want to talk about is a mindset that we can have accidentally got into, which I've kind of already just touched on a little bit, but have you accidentally put your partner's career or business or whatever their pursuit is on a pedestal? And are you thinking that it has to take priority because X, Y, and Z? Just be really careful of this and see if you can do the work to value your business just as highly, regardless of financial outcome. Now, a lot of my clients now are at the point where they're earning more than their partners or have retired their partners, but I know that it can take some doing to get there, but it really shouldn't be the point. You don't have to be earning the same or more for your business to be a priority and as important. I know that that goes against how we've been conditioned in society because we we place so much importance and validation on, you know, breadwinning. But I would kind of check in with yourself there. Have you been putting his career or business or whatever 
on a pedestal. Because if you have, it's going to be really difficult for you to find balance. And so I'm not saying to, you know, trash the pedestal and be like, well, it's not important at all. Put your own endeavors on a pedestal too. There is space, I genuinely believe, for both to be important. And really watch out for resentment. So a lot of the time my clients will come to me and be like, oh, I'm so annoyed at my other half, this happened. (laughs) And I always think resentment is a really, really useful emotion actually. First of all, name it, allow it, allow yourself to feel it, don't deny it, don't just squish it down. We are unfortunately really good at noticing that resentment and just squishing it down and carrying on with gritted teeth. Don't do it, my love. Step away (laughs) from the resentment. Um, Well, step away from it, allow it, look at it, and then, you know, let it move through you. That's the way of of stepping away from it. Why resentment can be helpful, though, is because when we know what it really means, a little bit like I've talked about on the show before, that actually jealousy and envy can be a really great thing if you know how to leverage it as a tool because you can be like, oh, interesting. I'm telling myself a story that I can't have something or some aspect or the essence of the thing that I witnessed that other person having or experiencing. So this is showing me that I have an opportunity here to shift my mindset, my energy, to allow myself to believe that it's possible for me too. So with resentment, I don't know where I read this or heard this once, but it's always stuck with me and I wish I could attribute it to the proper person. If you know where it's from, let me know so I can actually do that going forward. But resentment is actually unmet needs. Unmet needs, unmet desires. More often than not, when we're resentful of a partner's behavior or situation or how they get to, in quotes, operate in the world, it's because we have a need or a desire that is not getting met. It's because we feel like we want that thing or we wish we could operate in that way, but we can't because rule, rule, rule or expectation, expectation or pressure that we've placed on ourselves. Because guess what? We place a ton of pressure and expectations on ourselves as wives and mothers and women in the world, don't we? All my days. So, you know, get rid of all of them. (laughs) Actually, just while we're on that point, it just occurred to me, my bundle that I created a while back to help with overwhelm, which is called, what's it called? It's not called overwhelm. It's called the Feel Better Bundle. There it is. In it, there is a guided meditation that actually helps you with releasing pressure. Pressure that has been placed on your shoulders that you've accepted or pressure that you've placed on your shoulders yourself letting it go. It's it's really, really effective. If you want that, send me a DM or head over to my website or send an email to team at corriejavid.com. We can hook you up with that. There, are, There's more in there. All things that will help you with creating balance from within first. But it's a really, really useful resource. So anyway, just a bit of a plug for that while we're talking about it. But back to resentment. That resentment is actually showing you where you have the opportunity to recognize that you have needs and get them met. For example, you might have heard me talk about this before, but years ago, my best friend and I, we were out for coffee and I'll be honest, we were complaining about our other halves. I don't, I don't like to do that. I really have made a point of not doing that anymore when people are complaining about their other halves. I don't partake. It's quite toxic. Anyway, I have thoughts. I could probably do a whole podcast episode on that because I get it and I know that sometimes we do need to vent and offload, but it's a really slippery slope. Anywho, (laughs) she was complaining because her husband, it's now her ex-husband, but this kind of by the by, um, was always out playing football and always booking holidays with the lads and always doing this, that and the other. And I just had this kind of like lightning bolt of realization because I was like totally like, yeah, yeah, the God, that sucks. And you don't get any time for yourself. It's so unfair, blah, blah. And then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I was like, 
what if he's just really good at getting his needs met and we are shit at it? (laughs) And she was like, oh. I was like, what if we're just being the martyrs here? What if part of us kind of enjoys being the poor put upon mum who never has any time? I was like, what are we really expecting? Are we expecting him to turn around and say to you, do you know what? I've just noticed you've been working really hard lately. I've I've run you a bath and I'm taking the kids out for the evening. Maybe, maybe if you're listening, you have a partner who does that. Amazing. Bless his soul. But I know that really most of the time, the person who needs to ensure that our needs are met is us. Um, That was a weird mix of us and person. You know what I mean? (laughs) That was some weird grammar, but we'll stick with it. In the same way that only we can be responsible for our happiness and we're not responsible for anyone else's, the same is true for having our needs met. We can't sit around expecting our other half to prioritize our business. We have to make it the priority first, decide what our needs are around it, and then go and have them met. So if you are noticing resentment at all, brilliant, because it's giving you an opportunity to reflect on what you really desire, what you really want, what you really need that you're not getting that is being reflected in the other person's behavior. And that's a massive opportunity. So watch out for that martyrdom and watch out also for the default. So connected to that before we get into like, what do you actually do with all of this? But connected to the martyrdom that we just talked about, that kind of like, fine, I'll be the one. Yeah, no, you go out. I'll guess I'll stay home. Or guess I'll be the one to pick up so-and-so. Guess I'll be the one to stay home with a sick kid. Guess I'll be the one to insert long list of things that we've done as martyrs, right? (laughs) The I'll just do it. The problem is we default to doing that. We default so often without thinking about it. When very frequently there are people around us who would pick up some slack, who would help out, who would volunteer. And often we're taking on things that aren't even our responsibility. So how many things do you have in your life that you're actually like, well, this isn't, this isn't something that's actually genuinely important to me. It's important to that person. And so I said yes to it. Our martyrdom, but also our people pleasing really play a a big part in the balance that we find both at home and just generally in life. Because if we're saying yes to everybody else and not saying yes to ourselves, it's a surefire way to feel out of balance. So that resentment gives us some clues there, but also just be aware of what you're saying yes to. When you say yes to something else for somebody else, you're saying no to something for you. Now, I'm not saying become the most selfish bitch on the planet who never does anything for anyone. This is where our brain immediately wants to go. There is a ton of middle ground. (laughs) There is a ton of middle ground. We can find time for ourselves. We can politely decline things. We can just not volunteer to do the things, just zip our mouth shut. We can ask somebody else to do the things and still also find time and space to be of service to others when it feels in alignment and feels good. The point is balance here in all things. But these are the sorts of things that creep up and then start to crowd out our time and make it feel impossible for us to have the bandwidth, the energy, and the space for our business when we've got all of these other things that we feel are on our plate. So really look at what are you putting on your plate? What are you saying yes to? Get much more intentional with your notes, which is actually something we just talked about on one of my mastermind calls yesterday, was getting really intentional with notes, really tuning into when the people pleaser in us wants to just jump in and say yes to the person's request, or when the martyrdom kicks in and we're like, I'll do it, don't worry. 
really start to notice and observe. This is where we will find opportunities. This is where we end up releasing a lot of energy that has been drained from us. We release it and we get to basically have it back. So one of the keys to finding balance at home and resolving conflict is actually, again, not just tending to ourselves and our own worthiness and having that clear why, but if we are spilling our energy out all over the place and giving it away and giving it away and giving it away, it's going to be impossible to find any balance. So really pay attention to the resentment, really pay attention to the martyrdom, really pay attention to the default, I'll just do it. Really pay attention to what you're saying yes to. Start to observe. Even if you can't yet do anything about it, you don't feel able yet to start making changes, observe, observe my love. If you're finding that, you know, this episode's resonating and you don't feel like you have that balance in the home um, and between you and in your relationship dynamic between his or your partner's career, job, whatever, and your business, then what you're going to need to do is, and again, this is going to stem from the worthiness because you need to feel worthy to even do this in the first place, is to decide what it is that you actually want. What would that balance look like to you? Now, I recommend an exercise, just blank sheet of paper, new page in the journal, wherever, but starting with the premise of knowing that I get to have and receive anything that I desire, and that could be provoking if you haven't done your worthiness work, (laughs) knowing that I get to have anything that I desire, what do I really want? Do your absolute damned best, my love, to not censor or filter or put it through the quote-unquote realistic lens. Just be so brazenly, brazenly, what's the word? Brazen, brazenly, (laughs) I don't know, searingly honest with yourself about what you want. Now, there may be points you have to compromise on, you know, when we're in relationships, those things have to happen sometimes. But You can't negotiate and find and cultivate balance because guess what? It's not once and done. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. This is going to be something that you're going to have to work at, uh, you know, and, and revisit and review every now and then, whatever. But if you don't know what you really want and what balance is going to look like for you, you're not going to be able to get it. And you're going to stay in this feeling of tussle between you and your other half. So get really, really clear. Be so honest with yourself. Don't censor it, please. Don't filter it, please. Write it down. Just write it down and look at it and just sit with it and sit with any feelings that come up. Because when we do an exercise like this, especially if we haven't made a ton of progress with working on our worthiness, it may well provoke a number of limiting beliefs, mindset gremlins and things. Just observe them. See if you can put a bit of space between you and them. See if you can just be like, oh, that's that's interesting that my fear part of my mind is bringing these things up and label them as such. They are not necessarily truths. They are just thoughts that are coming up provoked by underlying feelings often of unworthiness or not enoughness or whatever. If you notice them, work on them, work through them, but ultimately get clear on what you want. What would balance actually look like? How much time, for example, do you want to be spending in your business? But don't just start with your business. Also just have a look at, you know, because we're talking about balance at home, 
What do you have on your plate that you would like to get rid of? What are some of the things that are weighing you down? A lot of that is going to come down to you doing the work, the inner work of releasing that expectation that you have to do that thing. Feeling okay asking and worthy of asking for and receiving support. Feeling okay investing in the support that you need. That could be support around the home. It could be support in your business whatever, a lot of it comes down to worthiness. A lot of the, the reasons, quote unquote, that we tell ourselves why we can't have or do those things and they seem like, oh yeah, but we know we, we can't spend the money on that or I couldn't ask that person, blah, 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 blah. It's fear. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, fear. Fear of not being liked, not being loved, fear of not being worthy of those things, you know, some deep shit that comes up in these in these situations, right? But this is really, really, really valid work to do and so, so worthwhile because even though it can be some deep work, never misunderstand. I'm never one for believing that deep work has to take a long time. We can shift out of some of these things really quickly. And actually, if we start taking action in alignment with, for example, worthiness, that then just solidifies the inner work that we're doing. So you do not need to go off for two months journaling until you're able to address this definitely doesn't have to look like that. You could, you know, have an evening that you spend looking at some of these things that we've been talking about today, make a plan and move forward. So I just want that to be said, because I think that there, we can get into a little bit of navel gazing if, and dare I say it, if we're not careful. So decide what you want and then go about getting it. Ooh. <laughs> Now, what you want doesn't necessarily have to come at the cost of your partner's dreams or success. And this is something, again, this is a limiting belief to address. So you're going to need to notice these things that come up and address them. But like I was saying, they're so worth it because not only does balance lie on the other side of, of some of these inner shifts and some of this inner work, but also this is a gift to, you know, your own peace of mind, your partner's peace of mind, the harmony of your relationship. It's also a gift to your kids because if they see you feeling worthy, feeling like your pursuits and endeavors in your business are just as important, wow, what some powerful modeling that you are giving them the gift of. It isn't enough for us to tell our kids that their dreams are important. We have to model it to them. It isn't enough for us to tell our kids that they can be, do, and have anything that they want. We have to act like it's true for us. It isn't enough for us to wish that our kids grow up to feel worthy. We have to demonstrate what it looks like to be worthy. So if you need a little bit of extra pep <laughs> and motivation on the, on the point of doing this important work, there it is, my love. So decide what you want and go about getting it. Now, this might look like having a frank conversation. Now, that frank conversation with your partner will be much easier once you're clear on your why, once you've worked on your worthiness, and once you know what you want and feel okay about asking for it. <laughs> so communicating. I've coached a number of clients through, okay, here's how to get into this conversation. Now, if you are going to get into a conversation, I mean, I could do a whole podcast episode on having conversations to get what you want. It's one of my favorite topics, just FYI. But one quick tip is do not expect them to necessarily understand where you're coming from. I think that we really, really want to feel understood. We really want somebody else to get it. That's what being in a mastermind, for example, is about. Get around women who are doing the same thing as you, who are forging successful businesses, taking them to the next level and creating lives they love 
women who get it, get what it's like. But if you have a partner particularly who doesn't have a business or has a business and runs it in a very different way, which probably be the case anyway, because we're different people, they may not get what it feels like to be in and hold your business and everything that it entails and involves. And I had to let go of my desire for that. And my husband will try to understand, but he has never run a business, so he can't, right? And I shouldn't expect him to, and that doesn't make him wrong. But I need to communicate to him how it feels, but also I need to just communicate like it's okay if you don't understand why I need this particular thing, but I'm telling you that it's important to me and that's enough, (laughs) you know? So communicating, putting in place boundaries. Now that might be with your partner, that might be with your kids. Sometimes we have to do that and that can provoke all kinds of mum guilt, another thing to work on. Often it looks like delegating, Could you delegate to your partner, to your kids, to somebody else? Could you hire in help at home? Could you hire in help in your business? Who is supporting you? You cannot, my love, be the only one supporting and not be supported. You cannot run a business that way. Your business will not be able to become the thing that supports you if you don't have support elsewhere. You can't be the one supporting the entirety of your family and the entirety of your business. It's too much. It's too much if you're not being held. Now, you being held might look different in different scenarios. Maybe you need a therapist. Maybe you need to spend more time with your best friend. Maybe you need a coach. Maybe you need a coach and a mastermind of women around you who really hold you up, but you need to be held. And so that is something that should factor in in what you want and making it happen. But ultimately, you need to decide what balance could look like and then decide, well, what would go into making that happen? Which boundaries? Who do I need to communicate with? What can I delegate? And where could I or should I be hiring or investing in this? Again, like I said, those things, let's just be honest, they are stretchy, which is why a lot of my clients ask for support in the execution and the mindset work, preparing them for the execution. is because it is stretchy. This is why right at the top we had compelling why. If you haven't got a compelling why locked in, you're not going to do any of these things. (laughs) If you haven't worked on your worthiness, it's going to be really hard to do these things. So you can see how this stacks up. Okay, there's another really important topic here that I haven't fully addressed because I just wanted to kind of come at it from more of a straight angle first. However, built into the imbalance and assumptions that we create around them at home is a misconception around success and time. Your business might need some time, yes. I haven't yet been able to master spending no time ever in a business in any way, shape or form and having it deliver money. I always say, I don't know why, just have it pour through the window. (laughs) I don't know why that just kind of came to me as an image years ago and I like sticking with it. Um, I'll let you know. However, I know I've had times of working very few hours in my business and my business still supports me and still pays me and still often even grows. I've had clients who work 10 hours a week. That's it. And never have worked more than 10 hours a week. So be very careful of stories around time that creep into this conversation or, you know, your efforts in finding balance at home. It doesn't have to only be about you finding the time for your business. And actually, on the point of time, I would say finding some time for self-care would be just as important because you are your business's biggest asset. Your energy is really the thing that can fuel your success. And so being able to tend to yourself, if you're going to prioritize carving out time for something, I would make it that. If you had three hours a week 
to yourself, I would spend two of them working on yourself and one in your business. Seriously, you would make a much more successful business than just working for all three. I shit you not. (laughs) Um, And I know that can be really difficult to believe because we have been so programmed in the old paradigm of success equals hard work, hustle and sacrifice and that money requires long hours. It just isn't true though. It just isn't true. So in the paradigm that I operate in, the way of working that I operate in and that my clients love to work with me because they love to learn to operate within it too. We are not making time the only factor in our success. We might need to spend some time in our business, but it isn't the thing that creates the results. It is what we're doing in whatever time we have. And it is the energy that we bring to the time or bring to any actions that we do that actually is the leverage point. It's the thing that makes the difference. So the thing that would serve you really, really well would be to disconnect time from money and or success. Because often we feel like, well, if I can't find enough time to spend in my business, I'm never going to be able to make it successful. Well, okay, if you're not spending any time at all from week to week in your business, that might be true. But if you've been able to carve out five, 10, 15 hours for yourself, good enough. (laughs) you know you don't need 40 or 60 to make your business a success and actually if you spent some of that time whatever even if it feels like a small amount really tending to your energy really understanding how to leverage your energy to create results how to elevate your energy and then welcome in results with so much more ease this is going to be the thing that actually creates so much more balance because suddenly you don't have to be like feeling like oh it's so unfair he's you know out every day working 40 hours a week, you get to pity that. (laughs) I'm just kind of kidding, right? But anybody who's working in the old paradigm, we can be like, oh, that sucks for them. (laughs) And, you know, maybe maybe your partner will come around and want to work in the new paradigm as well. Mine already is. Anyway, that's just me just being a bit silly and going off on a tangent. But what I'm talking about, though, is absolutely the truth. When you understand that energy is at the core of everything in the universe because it is, this is just scientific fact, right? I'm not just making shit up here. This isn't even woo-woo. This is actually just science at this point. When you understand that, then you understand that the energy that you hold and that you show up with is the thing that dictates and influences your experience of life and including your results. When you understand that your belief system and your feelings together create the energetic quality that you bring to any time that you do have for your business, then you understand that your energy is the thing to leverage, not your time to create results. And it's the place to put in the, um, I don't want to say effort, but it's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. It's the place to place your, it's the place to place. It's where you should place your intention and your focus if you want to create results for your business. So if you're feeling frustrated and like you can't get to that next level of business because balance is off at home, you're going to need to do all the things that I said. And one thing that will serve you very, very highly because it releases a lot of the conversation around hours is if you can do this, disconnect the concept of time from money. The two things are separate they are very, very separate. Um, In fact, we just had a really cool conversation in one of my masterminds about bending time. I might bring some of that conversation to this show soon because it's so fun. Anyway, I could really get into that. Uh, (laughs) I won't today, but this is going to be another thing. One of the biggest points that's causing like a rub 
with balance feeling off at home is this idea that you need more time to work on your business in order to be successful. Now, you might need some more, maybe you need like an extra couple of hours, but really it isn't the the be all and end all and it's not the biggest factor. The biggest factor to finding balance is doing the inner work. The biggest factor in your success is working on your energy. The end. <laughs> the end. So if I just, I just simplified everything that I said into like one line there for you. You're welcome. I hope this has been an interesting conversation. I would love to come at you with the idea that this is going to be a quick, neat completed in one day thing. Um, but like we've talked about, this has deep roots often and it brings up things that require inner work and it brings up, you know, or necessitates doing things, making moves, having conversations that are uncomfortable. But that's where the magic happens. When we make moves, when we stretch, when we get outside of our comfort zone, that's when we create the magic. So if the magic for you looks like having a business that is absolutely flourishing and a home life that is as well, this is what is required. <laughs> this is it. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Now, if you have support with it, it doesn't have to be hard or slow or a struggle to do anything that I talked about today. It might be challenging, of course. It might feel stretchy, of course. But stretching while supported is very different from stretching unsupported. So if you're like, damn, yes, I need some of that support in my life and you feel like being around a group of women who get it, who have these kind of conversations, who are real about it and who understand where you're coming from, having a coach who can support you through putting in place the boundaries, through disconnecting time from money, through working on your own sense of worthiness so that you can be creating the results, the impact, the income that you really see, that you would desire for yourself, for your family, for the ripple effect that you can create all while actually enjoying the shit out of your life rather than feeling conflict at home you know that's my superpower and my jam head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate fill out an application my love that is something that you can do very easily very tangibly and in about five minutes <laughs> do that and apply and we could be speaking about you snapping up one of the limited spaces that I'm going to have this year very soon I hope to see your name in my inbox if you have a suggested topic for an episode thank you shout out to my lovely listener who brought this one today let me know. Send me a DM. I'm at Cory Javid over on Instagram. Never DM me on Facebook. It's a shit show over there. DM me on Instagram. I'm much more likely to see it and reply. Um, and never forget, you are both worthy, mm -hmm, important, yes, and limitless. Bye for now. Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week, and so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we're known to surprise and delight our reviewers, so if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at corriejavid.com, I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.